Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Before I get going with today's discussion, I just like to thank you all for being listeners and being dedicated and committed followers of the Ruth Speaks podcast. Today's episode will be episode number 12, and it marks the end of season two. So I am just so grateful for uh, the fact that, you know, I have just completed season two or will be completing season two rather at the end of this broadcast. And I just couldn't do that without thanking you all for your support thus far. And I pray and hope that you will continue to follow and listen in to the Ruth Speaks podcast Because again, this is just the end of season two, and I know we will be back again with season three. We're going to take a brief break, but we will definitely be back uh, for season three. So I just wanted to put that out there to you again and just thank you so much for your support thus far and ask that you just continue to support and follow the Ruth Speaks podcast. So, you know, as I continue to talk about the whole topic of change, then here I am, I'm switching gears now. I just want to make the statement really that change itself can never occur without leaving something behind or losing something, right? I mean, no matter what it is, whenever something changes, and I do mean truly changes, it has to be replaced by something else. And in that replacement, you will lose something. Scripture tells us in Mark chapter 2, verses 21 through 22, No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Amen. So, And just keeping that scripture in mind as it relates to the whole topic of change, the idea would suggest or imply um, what I'm going to sort of expound upon rather by kind of focusing on three specific points regarding the whole concept of change and leaving behind something or losing something rather. Now, going again back to the scripture that I just referenced a minute ago, where we we're talking about the whole concept or idea of how you cannot ever put something old onto something new, or in the inverse, put something new onto something old. And so with this idea and with this concept, I'm going to move now into just talking about that first point that I kind of want to bring up when we're just talking about the whole idea of leaving something behind and how leaving something behind or losing something is necessary to the whole idea of change. And that is when you're talking in general about the whole idea of old versus new, we have to understand that change itself 
will always usher in some form of new. And by that, I mean nothing changes without there being some sort of evolution attached to whatever it is that's changing. If it's changing, then whatever it's changing into is something new because at the point that it changes, it is no longer the old thing. It has become the new thing. And so in order for it to become that new thing, it has to leave behind the old thing. Because you cannot subconsciously possess old and new at the same time. And this is kind of going to take me into point two in just a minute. But for, for right now, I just want to talk about the whole idea of change and, and what change denotes. Change always denotes something evolving. Change always denotes something replacing. Change always denotes a difference. And so... Again, you can't have that difference without letting something go. You can't have that change without there being some sort of replacement. You can't have that change without there being some sort of evolution or evolvement. The whole idea of change is that we aren't the same. Whatever's changing is no longer the same. It's no longer what it was. It's no longer its former self. It's no longer its former state. And whatever it has become is the new thing. And so... When we just talk in general about the dichotomy of change with respect to old versus new, we go into it with the understanding as believers that when we are talking about changing who we are, changing ourselves, changing our mindsets, the thought in mind is that we will be leaving behind something and replacing it with something else. And hopefully the replacement is something better than what it was, right? Because whatever that replacement is, it constitutes the new thing. And so... The scripture, when they're talking about the whole idea of you can't put old on new or rather new on old, is kind of, in my opinion, kind of sticking with this whole idea of how believers in the process of changing and evolving must understand that in the evolution of change itself, the old cannot move forward in the new and the new cannot revert back to the old or whatever the old is being put on the new, it, it, it won't work. And whatever the new is being put on the old, it likewise won't work. So it's a conscious decision when we make the decision to change that we leave behind what is old because it won't work with on what is new, meaning an old piece of cloth, right? Unshrunk cloth won't fit onto an old garment. New wineskins won't fit into old wineskins. You have to do new with new, right? And I'm paraphrasing the scripture. So if we're leaving behind something old, the idea is that that old thing cannot translate and will not translate into the new thing, the new way of doing things, the new way of thinking, the new way of hoping. And in the inverse, our new way of thinking, our new way of hoping won't fit with what we used to do because it's a new thing. It's changed. We can't function in the new or be new while still relating or referring back to the old. It has to be one or the other. The two can't exist at the same time. And so we, we continued kind of just to stick with that whole idea of how change ushers in the new and in the ushering in of the new, it has to replace the old because the two things cannot coexist. This then takes me into the second point of discussion that I wanted to talk to you about. And that is really about how, as I just said a, a, a minute before, I'm saying the same thing just slightly differently. New cannot be mixed with old because to do so, you run afoul of this, the general order of things. You cannot ultimately change something and stay the same at the same time. Those two things can't, co can't coexist. After it's changed, 
it's not going to go back to its former state prior to change unless you change it again. And so if we just keep sticking with the scripture, right? When I think about the scripture and I think about what is necessary to effectuate a change and what is required in us to change something, it will always start with how we think, right? I kind of referenced the whole idea of change in a prior podcast discussion and, and really just kind of talked a little bit about how it is that when we change, right, we are effectively changing the way we think about something. When we are healed, we are effectively changing the way we think about something because everything has to start with how we think about it. It is in that place that begins to funnel downward all resulting consequences, meaning how we think affects what we say. It affects what we do. It affects how we govern ourselves. But again, it all starts with how we think. And so if you're thinking about taking that whole idea and transplanting it onto what I said before, or what I said rather a few minutes ago about how you cannot ultimately change and stay the same, and then again, referencing the scripture that old has to stay with old and new has to stay with new, I want you to compare that and take that and supplant it onto the whole idea of just how we think. If we are set that we are going to change our thinking, the way we go about doing things with the new, it cannot revert back to the way we used to do it. If the thinking is changing, which is what is effectuating the change and ushering in this new way of doing things, then it is our goal and desire as believers to stay in this new place and this new way of thinking because the new mindset is what generates new things. The new behavior is what opens new doors. The new behavior is what pushes us further down plan, purpose, and pursuit of God, right? So the new behavior is what we must exist and stay in because to revert back to the old behavior, but expect the new things associated with new behavior, it's not going to work. If you want to see a different result, you're going to have to go about it a different way. You should never expect a different result implementing the same behavior. If you want to see different results, you have to change your behavior. New has to go with new. In order to change the behavior, the way we think about certain things must happen first in order to then yield or push the consequences of a changed behavior, which then opens the door for a new thing. You cannot expect for something to be new and different if you're not willing to change on the front end what is necessary to bring about the new and different. Old will always beget old, but only new can beget new. And so I, I'm saying that to kind of just still push in my understanding of the scripture. If we're looking for new, then there has to be a change that will precipitate the new. You can never expect new when you're still wanting to function in the old. And by that, I mean Everything again, when it comes to change, in my mind, it starts with how we think. If you want a new or different result, you have to change how you think about it, which then filters downward to how you govern yourself accordingly to facilitate the new thing. Otherwise, to exist in the state of old, you will continue to yield a similar result based upon the old way of thinking and the old way of doing things. And I know I probably went the long way around to drive that point in, but I just really wanted to emphasize the whole idea that we will never beget something new 
from an old way of doing things. In order to trigger or ignite a new thing, we have to change the behaviors associated with that thing to facilitate access to the newness. Just sticking with this whole idea about how change is connected to a shift primarily in how we think. An old way of thinking, being let go or lost or left behind Because in order to change, we will always have to lose something or leave something behind in order for that to be replaced with a new way of thinking, which generates a new thing, a new response, a new behavior, a new course of action, right? And keeping with the whole idea that old will always beget old and new is what begets new. And in order to get to the new, we have to be willing to leave the old behind. I just want to also, as my final point, just really touch upon the simple idea that the evidence of change itself or transformation or even shift, however you want to describe it, will always be identified by how it presents. The evidence of change, right, is only made apparent in the visible outward manifestation of the difference. And so by that, I mean We know that something has changed when we see the visible signs of change itself, right? I don't care what it is. You know, a plant that didn't have flowers, when you see the flowers, you know the plant has changed. A baby with no teeth, right? When you see the teeth grow in, that is when you know that the change has taken place. And I'm giving very practical examples, but nevertheless, examples to kind of support the idea that The evidence of change itself is the outward showing and the manifestation of a different presentation. And I'm I'm making this point because I'm still wanting to drive in. And at the end of the day, even though we're talking about the whole concept of how change itself will require us to either detach from, separate from, lose something or leave something behind in order to effectuate the change, the manifestation or outward showing that the change has actually taken place is what is physically presented. No one will know that change has occurred. No one else will know or be aware of the fact that change has occurred unless and until they see evidence of the change, whether that's simply in how you talk, whether that's simply in how you govern yourself. You know, because again, it all starts with and going back to yet again, how you think. And so that outward manifestation, that outward showing or that outward evidence of the change itself, the transformation, that something has been lost, something has been left behind, something has evolved and been replaced, is evidenced yet and still by the behaviors that flow by the outward presentation, which is still yet and still, to drive this point in again, connected to how we choose to think. It always starts with our thinking. Change can only be effectuated when we choose to think about something differently. And in so doing, we prepare ourselves or we are prepared rather to leave behind, to separate from or detach from the old way that we used to do it in order to open ourselves up to the new way to do it going forward, which then sets the path for us to then be exposed to the other new things connected to this new way of thinking. So to reiterate, you know, I have to apologize if it seems as though this discussion has been somewhat circular because in in, in a sense, it is a little circular. Just to reiterate and just to tie it in in as simplistic form as I possibly can, I would just simply say that if nothing else, we have to remember as believers, old will always only beget old. And if we're wanting something new, 
only new can beget new. So we have to be willing to lose or let go of something in order to effectuate the change that is necessary from old to new in order to bring about new. So before I close, I just like to again, thank you so much for just being an avid supporter of the Ruth Speaks podcast. I know I said that at the outset of this uh, episode and conversation, but I, I wanted to just reiterate that to you and just to say thank you and to know that, you know, we will be back for season three. And I hope that you will be tuned back in to listen again when we return. And on that note of change, I'd like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. The impetus for change will always require a detachment and then a departure. We must first separate and then leave what we've separated from behind. Meaning, when we decide to depart and separate, we have to leave it where it is, not to pick it back up. Because to pick it back up takes us out of the space of functioning in the new and returns us to a space of functioning in the old. I would encourage you believers to always be mindful of this when we are desiring to evolve and to change in a more positive and healthy way in our effective pursuits of God. That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions.